0: Hey guys, welcome back to the Far Better Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Clark, and today we're finishing up our three-week arc on one of my favorite sermons so far, Jesus is in the Boat. Today's episode is called, How Do We Live in Times of Fear? There's a couple of things that I want you to take away from this, mainly four of them completely, and, and here they are. Number one. Jesus is in the ship. So why be afraid? He's there. He's in the boat with you. When, when we become children of God through baptism, we're, we're added to the family of God. We know that from Acts 2.47. Praising God, having favor with all the people. The Lord added to the church daily those who were being saved. And that gives us all the blessings that a family would have. For example, as this is now, you know, September... Holiday season is coming up around the corner, and you have to be ready to figure out where you're going for Thanksgiving and Christmas, if you're married, especially. Now, I'm blessed in that my families, my wife's and mine, are all about a 15-minute radius away from where we live, so... When we want to get together for Thanksgiving or Christmas, we don't have to drive hours and hours away. Something incredible used to happen when I was dating Megan. And that was they invited me over to the Teske's every night to eat dinner. And I remember thinking that was part of why I knew I could marry her was because it it just felt natural to be with her, her family. Her brothers and sisters just felt like extended brothers and sisters before they even were. There was a void that I, I could really have filled by getting to sit down and, and eat dinner with them because I was the youngest child. I didn't really have younger siblings, and they had several who were younger than I was. Other than Megan and Monica, the rest of their family is younger. I think it's Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, Acts, and Letters to the Romans, 1st and 2nd Corinthians, Galatians and Ephesians, Philippians, Colossians, 1st and 2nd Thessalonians, 1st and 2nd Timothy, Titus and Philemon, uh, Hebrews, James, 1st and 2nd Peter, 1st, 2nd, and 3rd John, and Jude. Um, The revelation here is the Teske's have a lot of children. And all of them felt like family. Every one of them. I, I enjoyed being with them. But that coveted holiday invite did not really happen until we were serious. I don't even have to have an invite now, though, for the holidays. It's just kind of like a a given. It's a given. I'm I'm known as a part of the family of the Teskeys, just as my wife is known to be a part of the family of the Clarks. all the blessings a family would have. And one of those blessings spiritually is that Jesus isn't going to abandon us. Hebrews 13, 5, Let your conduct be without covetousness. Be content with such things as you have, for he himself has said, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. And all of the hardship that we may face, all of the trials that can come our way can easily be overcome if we simply remember that Jesus is in the ship. Let me talk to some of you men out there. And maybe the women too. I don't know if your husband has a passion for this. But my, re- my responsibility as a recruiter is to talk to people about coming to the Memphis School of Preaching. And a lot of times I talk to people and, and they, they struggle, understandably so, with the thought of, but what are we going to do? For finances, What are we going to do, you know, uprooting our lives? And what are we going to do with this, this, and this, and this, and this? And all of those are valid concerns, but I think sometimes if we're not careful, we're going to be very much in danger of forgetting Hebrews 13, 5 and Luke 8, 22 through 26, that God is with us. And if we buy in and we serve him and we love him and we adore the journey that we get to go on with him that he'll take care of us I'll never leave you nor forsake you the disciples forgot that and it showed in the way that they treated Jesus so number one Jesus is in the ship so why be afraid number two God's got this i mean think 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 of all the disciples had seen Jesus do up to this point that the miracles, the traps that were avoided I mean if Jesus can heal a paralytic and restore his ability to walk as a normal individual well let me let me rephrase that because paralytics can be normal too. What I mean by that is as if nothing was wrong with him, he didn't have any type of ailment, didn't have any type of infirmity. He could walk as if he had no problems. If Jesus can heal a paralytic, he can calm a storm and solve any problem. But it really goes deeper than even what they had seen with their own eyes, Jesus do. It goes deeper when you think about what they must have heard from the Old Testament. I mean, all of the stories they'd been told or even read maybe themselves from the old law, that even in the worst of times, God provides a way out. Think about Noah in Genesis 6 through 8. Think about Esther. Think about Daniel in Daniel 1 through 6. And really, should there ever be any doubt that Jesus could get them through this storm when he had already had his hands in all other seemingly hopeless events in the past? God's got this. What am I going to do? I don't understand. I don't know. Have we prayed? And that's stepping on my toes as much as it might have stepped on yours. Brother Al Helm, to this day, is one of the most influential men I've ever had the privilege of knowing. And that man, when he prays, it's a masterpiece and it's not because he's so spectacular it's not because he's so phenomenal and just nobody prays like him but he prays like he's talking to a friend he he prays in such a way that is literally saying father you've got this why are we worried You know, I want to be more like that. My wife will be mad at me if I don't pull up the lyrics because I apparently got it wrong earlier in this season. Um, there's a movie called Oliver and Company. We talked about it earlier on. And uh, I always thought that had in the the chorus, essentially, he says... Why should I worry? Why should I care? Um, I always thought he said, I've got street sidewalk fair. But apparently he says, I got street savoir fair. Um, I don't I don't know what savoir fair is, so let me look that up real quick here. It it literally means the ability to act or speak appropriately in social situations, which apparently I don't have. Um The point of that song, though, is with whatever's going on, why am I worried? Why should I care about it? It's going to be fine. God's got this. And young people, if you're listening, the, the best advice I can give you is stop trying to take control of your life when God wants to help And is willing to help. God's got this. And he's still in control today. I mean, he rules in the kingdoms of men. Daniel 5, 21. He was driven from the sons of men. His heart was made like the beast. His dwelling was with wild donkeys. They fed him with grass like oxen. His body was wet with the dew of heaven. Till when? Till he knew that the most high God rules in the kingdoms of men. And appoints points over to whomever he chooses. And no matter what happens in this life, you know, I mean, God, God's still in control. Perhaps you and I need to take some goggles off and look at the whole picture. It's hard to be objective when we're afraid. But it is impossible to be objective when we feel that we have to fix everything. So we need to take a step back and let God drive for a little bit. And in reality... We ought to just let him drive all the time. Number three. Stop being afraid of death. I don't want to die. I... I realize more and more the mortality of life and... I know that day is coming. I I know one day, if the world continues and the Scattered Abroad Network continues, there will come a day where my voice may only be able to be heard in this tense, past tense. I don't want to die. There are things I'd very much like to be able to do and witness but if i if I do die and my my time on earth ends, why should I worry? Why should I care? I got street sidewalk fare, baby. <laughs> I'm gonna be okay. You know why? in the name Paul knew in his life if it came to a premature end he was ready to meet the Lord and he was calling it like it was a reward to to be with the Lord is is far better we don't have to curl up in a ball and wait for death but we also need to go looking for death but if if death still comes we can be ready and unafraid of what follows why? why? Number four, Jesus keeps his promises, and I, I don't. I've been a bad husband at times. I've been a bad friend, I've been a bad father. I've been a bad child of God. I've made promises that I didn't keep. Sometimes promises I couldn't hope to keep. And so, though I would like to think of myself as more trustworthy than the average Joe. Sorry if your name's Joe and you're listening. I know a man who walked on this earth who every promise he made came true. God sent his son. They called him Jesus. And he kept his promises. They made it to the other side. And if Jesus couldn't get them to the other side, then what point would there really be in serving him? I mean, if Jesus says, hey, we're going to get over to the other side, and then this storm comes up comes over and makes it very difficult for them to do it. How many of them would be sitting there thinking, "Um, "Jesus, what? Tell us what we're supposed to do. I I don't understand. I thought we were going to be able to go over to the other side. We serve a God that is bigger. All of the promises that He makes, they come to pass. And I want you to just stop and think for a second right now. It's twenty twenty three when we're recording this and talking about this together, may not be 2023 when you're listening to it. Did God carry you through? Did you make it? I don't know where it originated from, but I remember seeing and reading memes and watching videos where people are like, but did you die though? Oh, okay, then you're fine. What doesn't kill you makes you stronger, right? Well Paul said that I'll rejoice in my infirmities because when I'm weak, I'm strong we serve a God that's bigger all of the promises that he makes they they come to pass. Jesus is in the boat. are you? And if you're not, what's stopping you? To be with the Lord is far better. But the only reason Paul could say that if he had a premature death, the only reason Paul could say, if something does happen to me and I do pass away and I'm no longer on this earth, I have assurance. I know where I'm going. Do you? If you don't, please reach out to us. Please let us know. The Scattered Abroad Network at gmail.com. Lord willing, next week we'll pick up with another sermon that has been a, a favorite of mine so far. But until then, let's remember to please God now so our eternity is far better.